We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. My name is Bethany Lee, and this is episode 227. Our guest today is a Grand Prix dressage rider with her own business, Sapphire Sport Horses, which develop horses and riders in dressage. Our guest unexpectedly found out that she was pregnant shortly, of course, after buying a really young, talented horse to bring along. Since then, she has been super open about her journey as a professional equestrian while being pregnant, as far as how long she was riding until she gave birth. She rode at full capacity through most of her pregnancy and since returned back to the business full time. She was able to rely on her fitness and support from her husband and peers, as well as advice from professionals on how to be safe throughout pregnancy. I thought it was a great topic to touch on for a podcast episode, so I thought, who better to talk about this than our guest today, Lucy Corchain. Well, I'm excited to chat about your life with dressage and recent motherhood. But first, I wanted to talk about, let's rewind a minute and tell me a little bit about how you first found yourself in the equestrian world. Sure. I have always been the horse crazy girl that many of us are. Started as a small child riding. Um, I was fortunate my parents supported it as a hobby and took me to pony lessons and wherever we lived, we moved a lot as a kid. I always was adamant that I try to find a barn and please could I ride and did everything I could to make riding a part of my life always. And that led to working in barns as a teenager where I found dressage, got hooked on that sport. Um, It really called to me and my OCD nature and my constant seeking for perfection and dressage was so beautiful. And so then I I went on to a horse college. I did the horse um, schooling, did my MBA so that I could stay with the horse that I was riding in college, which ended up working out for me both ways. And then um, worked for a lot of professionals in the industry and developed my own program that I now run in Sapphire Sport Horses. So own my own business now, which is great, really living the dream. Seriously, that sounds amazing. Um, You've clearly had a lot of success and are a great Grand Prix dressage rider with your own business, which is amazing. Your motto is bringing dressage to every athlete. So tell me a little bit about how that came to be and why this is important to you. Yeah, I think dressage is amazing. I love it for so many reasons. Um, I love the art of it, the beauty of it when it's done properly. I love the relationship that you build with your horse through the training scale, through dressage concepts. And when I started my own business, I really found in the area where I am in Westchester, New York, that a lot of people do different disciplines but could benefit from dressage concepts. So alongside my own strictly dressage trained horses and competitive horses and clients who want to train and show classical dressage. I also wanted to bring it to the hunter jumper riders in the area and rehab. We do a little bit of rehab for our sport horses of of all disciplines and dressage as a strengthening and base of your program really can benefit anybody, even whatever discipline you ride, human or horse. So I've kind of kept that as the motto and it seems to appeal to a lot of people, which keeps us interesting and diverse a little bit. 
Definitely. You got a bit of a surprise last year when you found out that you were pregnant <laughs> um, and you had just purchased like a new three-year-old, right? Yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. What was your initial reaction when you found out you were pregnant? Um, I was very, I was very shocked. I was very freaked out. Not, not so much shocked as in how did this happen? Because we all know it ha- how it happened. Right. Um, but I really thought, you know, my husband and I talked about me couple of years we'd start thinking and talking about having children we always wanted children but I am a planner and an organizer and I thought well this is not in the plan right now so that was really hard to wrap my head around and accept that it was happening because it was happening so I was really freaked out but it turns out it was the perfect timing for me for everything I don't think I probably it probably happened to me the best way possible we'll just put it that way because I do plan for everything and this is the kind of thing that teaches you to you know go with the flow (laughs) and forever I'm sure every parent would agree that it you don't get to be as strictly planned anymore in anything so it's a good lesson it was a good way to start it for me to be like all right figure this out this is what you want and it's going to work out this way for you and it did work out it's been perfect the timing really ended up being wonderful. But because I had just bought the new young horse, I, I definitely freaked out because I thought, oh shit, now, right now, n- now we're doing this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it, it ended up working out just fine. Were you concerned that this would be a major setback in your career? Yes. That was my first panic. I thought, I'm just, I'm just now, you know, I've had my business for a few years. I'm like, I'm just getting going. I'm just starting to get some traction. I've my own horse is very close to the Grand Prix. I was very like feeling like, oh, not now, you know, but like I said, there was really not a good time ever. So I had panicked about my career, but it, it really, I ended up being able to do a lot more than I thought even um, with the riding and with showing and fit my pregnancy and having a baby in right at the right time. It, it ended up being the timing was great for when you're kind of coming down from a a heavier season. We didn't end up going to Florida just because of it, but it let the horses have an easier fall and winter and recover from an intense show season. And then up here, the winters are intense while everyone gets away from them. And so it was kind of a good time to have a baby. If you're going to take a step back, it was the right timing. But I was worried about my career for sure. You were able to ride through most of your pregnancy, which was like through like 32 weeks. And that, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible in and of itself. How were you able to stay so active in the saddle and in your business? And what would you say would have been some guiding principles that really allowed you to be in the saddle for so long? I really didn't know how it would go. And that was part of my biggest concern at the beginning. And of course, you, you always hear about how women are often advised not to do, not to ride, not to do anything, not to really do a lot of movement even depends on who you talk to. And of course it's a little bit of a delicate subject. People have different opinions, but I, for me and everybody's different, but for me, especially as a professional where me in the saddle is how I make money. And I really didn't feel like I had a ton of options, especially in the beginning to back down and just immediately say, I'm not going to ride. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't want to do that for me. Riding is what truly gives me life, you know, and I, I didn't want to just immediately stop or be able to. So I was fortunate to have an easy, healthy pregnancy. And I checked in every 
really regularly. I mean, at the beginning, you don't go so often, but at the end, you're going to your OB, OB every week. And um, I was constantly in touch with her about, is this okay? Is the baby looking healthy and everybody's healthy? And she advised me to continue doing what I was doing physically because it was keeping me very healthy and, and my weight and my blood pressure and everything were really good. And the baby was feeling very strong. So she was of the mind of the school of thought that you shouldn't stop doing what you're doing just because you're pregnant. In fact, it keeps you healthier, better, longer, if you're able to. Some people certainly have situations where that's not possible and it's not their fault and it's nothing wrong with not riding. But because I could, I wanted to, and I did. And I think that all, it all helped each other. You know, I was able to ride longer because I was riding. I was able to stay healthy and stay riding because I was already kind of in that groove of riding many horses a day as a pro. So it worked for me and I saw all along and I still continue to feel this way that when the mom is happy and healthy, the baby is happy and healthy. And I really thought I would struggle with not riding. And so I, I did it a lot for myself as much as for the baby. So it worked out for me and I'm really glad I, I would do it the same way again. Did you feel like in the beginning, like maybe when you weren't showing as much, like, did you have reservations about announcing that you were pregnant? Like, did you feel like you could kind of like prolong the opinions or the, you know, whatever, obviously there's a stigma around it. So how was that for you? Absolutely. I waited, I think I was like 16 or 17 weeks before I even told anyone. I was a little in denial, to be honest, at first. I was like, this isn't really happening. I'm just going to keep going, you know? And I was truly scared about what would happen. My business is all client-based teaching and riding courses. And so I really, at the very beginning, because it hadn't really been planned this way, I thought, I can't tell anyone though, I'll leave. You know, I won't have any clients left. But it turns out that's not true. I didn't lose a single person. Thank, um, very grateful for my the way it worked out. But I did prolong it because I was afraid of how it would be received, um, especially being my first and not knowing how pregnancy would really go. I just kind of kept it to myself a little bit longer. Looking back, I probably overthought it. I mean, that never happens to me. But um, <laughs> I definitely thought <laughs> that it would be worse than it was. It, it was a lot easier, better received. And I was really grateful for that experience, but there's a stigma. There are opinions. There are reasons, plenty of reasons why people don't talk about it. I do think though that that keeps a lot of women from understanding how to do it and that it is possible. And that's part of what my sort of platform, I guess, has become is that it is possible. It is wonderful. And if you want to do both things, you can. So that's kind of where I'm approaching it now. You credit much of your ability to remain in the saddle to your fitness routine. I know that's like also a big part of your life. What did that look like during pregnancy? Were you able to do a lot with your fitness? And what does that look like now, um, now that you've had your baby? Yeah, I love Pilates. Pilates is like my second passion after horses. Um, I have been doing it for for several years uh, with an instructor in the area and Um, to the point where I actually got my own reformer and have a a little home gym at home. So I do, I did Pilates regularly four or five times a week, just as cross training for the horses and balancing my own body for dressage and trying to remain a career athlete and athletic accordingly. 
And when I was pregnant the first trimester, I was so tired, which I guess is very common, but I didn't really know. So I was kind of struggling through like, how would I possibly ever do anything again? And so I didn't do a lot besides ride. I kind of just struggled to like keep the pregnancy quiet and ride as an act normal and be like, no, I'm not sick. You know, I, I feel fine, even though I was very nauseous. Um, so I didn't work out a lot at the beginning, but the second trimester, you get kind of a new kick of energy. And so I went right back to Pilates and that helped. And again, with the guidance of my doctor who said, keep doing what you were doing, you're strong. Pilates is really good for helping prep you for labor because it helps open your hips and keeps your joints and everything really like strong and, and flexible. So I did that all the way through. And then I also, I mean, I, I tailored it to what I was doing. There's a lot of stomach stuff you have to stop doing. Crunches and ab and core work have to adjust. And as you get bigger, you just have to go with the flow of how your body is. And that was, that was hard for me. The changes of your body are, for me, was felt constant, even if for a long time you couldn't tell even that I was pregnant. It felt very different to me um, on the inside. And so I was constantly adjusting my routines, my workout and what I did. But I followed probably at the second trimester, I, I downloaded an app that was a fitness for pregnant women app. And that was really helpful because that gave you week by week guidance on what your body could do theoretically still and what things might help prepare you for labor and prepare you for all the changes. And I used that like it was like 15 minutes every day of some kind of stretching and cardio that's tailored to being pregnant and tells you when to stop. And the women in the videos are also pregnant. So you feel kind of like, all right, cool. she can do it. I can do it. So I really use that. I still use that now because it's also tailored to postpartum. Um, and I'm back to Pilates, love Pilates and bringing you back to your core work that brings everything kind of tight again when you need it to be. Mm -hmm. And so I've always done both. And I felt like that both of those really supported me because I, I love to work out. And especially as I, when I stopped riding and when I could really not do as intensive riding towards the end, I needed to do something to keep myself sane. That was really helpful for me. What did you do for riding pants towards the end of your pregnancy? That is a great question. I, um, I found, I forget where I found it. I think a friend got them for me. A, it was like a Croatian brand that no one's ever heard of that makes maternity leggings, riding pants with, with full seat stick. So cool. I could really, stick in. and they had like a belly band that come all the way up over your belly and supports it. And that was, I pretty much just washed those every night and rode in them every day. And I did do a lot of the legging, riding leggings um, for definitely into, well, into the third trimester, I had a decent selection of just the, like, I think the Chocomola and Montar um, brands had really great stretch, big, wide waistbands that could move and go with me. And I really, I liked those. I, I still have a lot of them. I live in now. I'm like, these are, I'll never go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Taylor can't. <laughs> yep. How much crossover do you think there is? Um, Cause I've heard of a lot of riders really enjoying Pilates and find that it is a very beneficial workout for riders. So can you tell me a little bit oh, more yeah. about that and your yeah. thoughts on that kind of connection? Yeah, definitely. I, Grew up under Betsy Steiner. She's my mentor and my coach now still. And she is obviously a huge figure in Pilates and, and riding combined. She has a brand Equilates and a book. 
that you know shows you how they they both work together but she guided me into into just using it as a improvement for dressage seats specifically but then when i moved to this area i actually go to my pilates instructor is her brand is called pilates for equestrians and she does rider specific for all disciplines exercises and and workouts on the reformers on the cadillac on the machines in her studio and now i use do my own workouts at home and and tailor it to what i've learned but i think the the correlation is is close it's very it's very useful for riders because there's a lot that we do that our bodies are one way we're in our riding position and we're very strong that way but then anything changes you're not not able to adjust as well if you don't strengthen all those other pieces and pilates really targets little muscle groups thinking long and lean which all riders we all want to be and so that i that's what drew me to it and kept me in it and i've seen a huge difference in my riding since i've practiced it intensely cool that is awesome Have you ever needed to fly your horse somewhere? The partners of Equijet have been well-established in the competitive horse world for over 20 years and have been in the import and export business for more than 15. With lifetime passions of riding, training, and taking care of horses, Equijet's expertise and knowledge of the nuances of equine travel are just unparalleled in the business. They really understand that comprehensive and clear logistical solutions to shipping needs are of the utmost importance, and they ensure that your horses are headed to their final destination with the proper documents, safety, of course, at all times. At Equijet, they are horse people first, dedicated to the well-being of your horse in transit and to its destination in top condition. Equijet's top priority is shipping your horses safely and with the highest amount of service, and their team is absolutely committed to professionalism, detail, and timeliness. So to find out more about Equijet and how they could be helpful for your shipping needs, you can visit their website at equijet.com that's e-q-u-i-j-e-t.com thank you so much equijet for sponsoring this episode all right let's get back to the episode so you gave birth to alice in november of last year how did you manage or what was kind of your idea of what you thought maternity leave would look like and then what was the reality of it Oh my gosh. It was, it was such a, such a journey. That's what the, that's the word everybody keeps using that I feel is very, very accurate. It's all a journey. At the beginning, I was mostly freaked out about what, how, how do you do maternity leave when you're self-employed when there's no, when you work to make money to pay your bills, you know, there's not the same support systems that are in place in corporations or even bigger barns where you're still working for someone that pays everybody on a salary. Um, and it's more possible there. I, I was definitely concerned about how long I would be out, what that would look like. It's different for every person. And part of my problem was my, my personal problem was I envisioned as short as possible time based on anecdotal evidence of people who had ridden and then had an easy delivery and went right back to riding essentially. So I thought that's going to be me. I'll do that. It'll be great. I'll just, you know, I'll tell my clients two or three weeks, you know, you'll be okay. We'll give the horses, get some injections done. We'll have them some time off. It'll be fine. It was not fine because I had a delivery and labor that was just really intense and had some complications from. So I ended up 
just needing more time out of the saddle. And, and that was hard for me mentally because I wasn't prepared for that as an option. Um, especially because I worked so hard to stay fit all the way through. I thought this will be easy and I'll bounce right back. And I hate that phrase, by the way. So I, um, shouldn't use it, but bouncing back, I think is just a, it's a myth and it's unfair and it's terrible that, that's what women aspire to when they're having babies because it is truly incredible what your body does to produce another human. And as I looked at maternity leave, I thought, you know, how will I do it? But I'll do it as short as possible and as quick as possible. And my whole focus was on getting back to the work and back to the riding. And I did, I do think I prepared for it. My barn, for example, ran beautifully. I did a lot of lists and a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of meetings with my girls. And I have an amazing team, my barn manager and rider and assistant. They all did and grooms did amazing job keeping the horses going. They filled right in with what I asked them to do, needed them to do. My uh, assistant took over all the clients. I had prepped her with coaching her on all my horses, having her teach some lessons, having me teach her teach lessons. You know, we did a lot of versions of it. So it, that went very smoothly. And I was really grateful for that. Um, shout out to my team. They were amazing. But the postpartum and the recovery for me, the physical part, I wasn't ready for. I didn't know that it would be so hard. And so coming back from that was kind of the struggle, the challenge that continues to be still a, a little bit of a constant process that I think you when you think in your mind of something being on a certain timeline and that it's just not and it's not anybody's fault it's just not it's hard to recover and go on and then adjust so I'm learning I'm working on that that's my constant goal uh, mm -hmm. is to be better easier on myself with it but the maternity leave itself ended up being um, I was out totally out of my barn for six weeks I was back in the saddle at eight weeks and lightly riding, and it's been just sort of building ever since. I would say I'm um, Alice is five months tomorrow, and I'm kind of I'm fully fully in it, but it definitely felt like it was years and years and years that I was oh, away. Yeah. So that was hard. You're pretty open on your social media about the challenges of the whole postpartum period. What has been your experience with kind of getting yourself, you know, may maybe that it wasn't the timeline that you thought it was going to be. And so get kind of like coming to terms with that and then getting yourself to a place where you felt like you could get back in the saddle again. And then what would be advice that you would have for other people? Yeah, this is the this is the tough stuff. This is the good stuff that I think people need to hear about and talk about more because women are having babies every day all around the world and everywhere. So it's not I don't feel like I've done anything special, but I don't think that in our industry it's talked about and supported enough that it is normal to need a little bit of time. It's normal to not bounce back right away and to get back in the saddle and push on. And, you know, our industry is notorious for burning people out in different ways in different areas. And that's a whole another, you know, subject that we could get on. But as far as postpartum recovery, I think that for me, the journey and the challenge was to not compare myself to others and what they were doing and how 
quickly or not, or whatever version of it they did have a baby because people, like I said, have done it a hundred different ways and different experiences. And it's so individual for as common of a thing as it is. It's so unique to each person. And so for me, what I've worked on and I'm still learning, but definitely would want to share as advice with others is just to not compare yourself as hard as it is. Try not to compare your journey to somebody else's because they're really not similar and it's normal to be normal. It's okay to be not average in in a way that makes it sound bad, but just that if you need to do it differently or your body responds differently or your situation was different, whatever it was, just give yourself some grace and go through it because it's, it's really an amazing journey and an amazing thing to do. And I think too many people, definitely myself included, focus on the recovery and the getting back and the getting through it so hard that you don't realize like, holy shit, I made a human with my body. It's amazing. It should be celebrated no matter whether you need a year, a day, 10 years, whatever. Like it's a huge, amazing thing. And I just think more people need to think about it that way. And that starts with me for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I think that that's great. And I think that it's so easy to get caught up in comparing because a lot of the time it's just like the, the sheer idea that like, it's a scary, it's a scary unknown thing. And you're trying to be trying to figure it out or trying to, trying to prep yourself in any way possible, but it's, you know, have being an aunt and like having a lot of my sisters have had several babies. And so I feel like that's been my closest version of that. But even, even that, even from kid to kid within the same, you know, from the same mom is different. So even if you were to have a second one, it's going to be a whole different experience. Exactly. That's I'm, I'm realizing that now. And, and because in the horse industry, like we don't have a lot of vocal examples, at least for me, I, I tried right away because it was sort of a surprise. And I'm the kind of person that I like, like to research and understand and know my plan and how I'm going to approach something. I looked for guidance really intensely and people are very willing to give it but I don't know that there's a lot of, at least I couldn't find a lot of public discussions or references because there is a little bit of a stigma around riding. But as a professional, you don't have a, you don't have a lot of choice in how you go through it if you hope to do both things. And so I, I wanted there to be more people who celebrated like, yeah, you can do both things and it is a challenge. And here's how I did it so I can help you be a reference. And don't worry if you can't do it this way or don't worry if you can't do it the way that your friend told you. These are just examples that you can then draw from if it applies to you, if it helps you, and at least feel like you're not alone in what you're doing. And that was where, that's what I want to do now and be more of is to say like, it was, it was, I had a very easy pregnancy, so I can't compare to people who have certain pregnancy challenges, but I had a really tough labor, a really tough delivery and a really tough postpartum, especially the first six weeks. And so I'm here to say like, it is, it is the most beautiful thing in the world and the hardest thing in the world. And the more people I think that say that and can reach out and help each other through it, then maybe the more people will enjoy it and not have such a, a tough time with that part. If it's, if it's applicable, you know? 
How has this journey affected the way that you view your career? At first thought, well, maybe all my priorities will change. You know, now people talk about having kids and and only wanting to be with their child. And that's definitely true. I was a not really a baby person. I always love, like I love children, but I don't, I don't even teach children in my business. I have, I mostly spend time with adults. So I was really nervous how I would feel about a brand new baby. And for me, it really kicked in. Like I am obsessed with my baby. I love her. I want to be with her all the time. I struggle a little bit with how to balance both things, but as far as my writing and my business and the and my career goals, I think it's actually inspired me more because I want to be inspiring for her. I want her to grow up one day and be like, wow, my mom is so cool. And she did all this stuff. And um, I'd like to do things, whatever I want to do, but know that I can because she did. And so I am almost driven more at the same time wanting to do less because I want to be with her more. It's very conflicting for sure. And there's no perfect balance. I think a real work-life balance, exactly balanced 50-50 perfectly is impossible, is a myth, is unfair. But everyone is just trying to do the best they can, I think, with with spending time with their children and managing their career. And both things are important to me. And I think that is perfectly okay. You can love your job and your career. And I love riding and I love my horses and I love my work. Um, but I also love my child. So my new challenge and my forever challenge will be how I balance both things. I think some days better than others, but you can just try. All you can do is try to do the best you can with it. Tell me about something that you're passionate about in the industry that you feel like people either don't know a lot about or don't talk enough about. I think kind of all of that goes into that idea just in that maybe pregnancy and recovery from pregnancy while being an equestrian professional is done for sure, but maybe not talked about enough or talked about to the level where people feel like they can at least just relate. You know, I always want to be an example that's not an unattainable goal. I don't want to do things that someone says, you know, that's so, that's so far away from what I could do that it doesn't even apply to me. You know, I would really, I'm looking for that person to feel like they, they can share in an experience and say, yeah, same, me too. You know, we can, we both struggled or we both went through it and we both can support each other and share stories and just feel heard, even if that's all you do. And so in the horse industry, in regards to having children and managing a professional life as a career athlete, which is super hard anyway, then to say, I'd like to add a family to this and do both things. And it's not easy, but it is totally worth it. And if if people are talking about it or open to talking about it, it might be easier for the next person. And if I could just make it even easier on one woman, then I feel like I've done some good. And definitely the overarching concept to me throughout everything in pregnancy and postpartum is just that women are amazing. (laughs) Our bodies are amazing and women are strong no matter what you do with your body or with your career or with your life. But this is this is something that should give you like a source of power and, and confidence and not bring you down or break you down in any kind of way. So 
I want to share that message and that thought as for anyone that wants to try to do these things because it's worth it for sure. I love it. Well, Lucy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and um, giving us inspiration and that you're able to do all the things you love and, you know, all of your goals and now being a mother and having that big part of your life. I think it's very inspiring and really cool to see. So thank Thank you so much for sharing and I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been, it's been truly an honor. I really appreciate it. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.